I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Going back to a festival or a gig, when is it going to happen? Good news, they're trialling out safe, COVID-friendly festivals over in Holland last weekend. Two were done, 1,500 people on a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, no outbreaks, no COVID cases. It was all done safely and securely. And the government are working with event organisers over there to get the nightlife back up and running, to get clubs back up and running, to get you back into a festival and a nightclub. Is that happening here? No, but we're going to be chatting to one of those Dutch event organisers a little bit later on. So fingers uh, crossed we can get some good news from them, some tips about how we can get going on the road to normality, as they say. Chatting now just about some of the dumb things you've done in school that might have gotten yourself suspended or in a little bit of trouble. It's after uh, students over in DCU getting themselves banned off campus for messing with fire extinguishers and I'm presuming having just massive gaff parties during COVID. Pretty much, yeah. I I like this message that's coming from... Richard. How are you, Richie? What's the story? Uh, All the lads were messing in class and were throwing food and I drew an orange and hit the teacher and also kicked a wall and put a hole in it so could see the other class. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Also hit a teacher with an apple in the head. Actually, come to think about it, the little bees. You were little, yeah. And uh, surprised you got sixth year. Now, I'm surprised I got sixth year as well. Yeah, you probably could have been committed a few times well I was pulled in fourth year and told I think it's time for you to leave school that you're not um, were you encouraged to leave I was encouraged to leave yeah oh no way they said to me um, I th- it, see back then even I know back then I'm 32 but at 15 16 like you didn't have choices really like they were like you can be a hairdresser or you can go into the civil service uh, you're not that I know I take Swear the piss saying you're God. 48 you were not that told that when you told. were 15 or 16 Swear my life. Ten, so 10, 15 years ago yeah. you were told that they said maybe hairdressing will be best for you and I didn't want to be a hairdresser and that's what my mum said that's your option you either are going to go into hairdressing or stay in school till 6th year and the only reason I stayed was because peer pressure my friends were all still in school oh, and I yeah. thought well I'm not going to have any friends outside if any one of them had left I wouldn't have you would have been gone with them I couldn't Hack school, I hated it. See, I was the exact opposite. I was a little goody two shoes. We know, a, 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 we can a, tell. An ideal student, you know, the perfect student. Aiming high, like I couldn't have cared less about any results, studying none of that. Like my mom hated. Like me I kicked, that. I even kicked the football on the head in six years. Like no, I'm going to focus on the exams now. It's no football, no ga. I did everything in six year. I didn't go to school ever. I think I was in for maybe three months of the whole year. Mm. 
just didn't just missed the whole time uh, Stephen out in Cabra good evening sir what's the crack fell in my class many years ago used to put thumbtacks on the teacher's chair if the teacher went out of class he would stick a, thumbt- a thumbtack on their chair and when they came in and sat down yeah they would jump up about five foot in the air then the whole class got a smack in the hand of the stick and a hundred lines so it was back then oh wow oh god that's bad yeah I've if a couple of mates of mine who are teachers and they're saying now you know, obviously back then, hitting kids probably wasn't the best thing to do and you traumatised a lot of people and people have issues from their days in school. Yeah. Now I don't think you're allowed to do anything to kids. I don't even think you're allowed to shout at them. Oh, and you're not allowed to do anything. I told you about the girl that peed herself beside me when she was five because she couldn't remember the Irish shirt can I go to the toilet. Mm. Imagine oh, that happening yeah. today. <laughs> oh my God. I you wonder would, how she's coping now. You would have the school shut down. Yeah. Um, Keith, what is the crack? I'd done something like the firework thing, except I had a, I had it covered in clay. I threw the banger towards the window, which was opened, <laughs> but it fell back into the art classroom and it blew up. I was hiding behind the door and the teacher ran to see what had happened and I got another student and thought it was him and got him suspended for two weeks. What? So you threw a thing out the window, it blew up. And you pretended it was someone else and you got somebody else That's hilarious. suspended. That is hilarious. Oh my God. That's something I would have done as well. Oh my God. Wasn't me. Sorry. Whoops. Bye. I know. I wouldn't have been that bad now. I would have taken the, the brunt of it. I want to see if Keith's around now. Hang on a second now. But it depended on how strict your parents were. Like if you knew you were going to be absolutely killed when you went home. Yeah. You would have, yeah, yeah, you would yeah, have yeah. blamed the other person just to get out of it. Like... I was so cheeky and my mum even said to me yesterday I should have sat on you more because she didn't she was grand not yeah. grand but like she didn't ground me or anything yeah. I would have been killed for that though no answer from Keith causing wow. damage yeah wow like fireworks is another level I feel so bad for the guy who got in trouble because he was like it wasn't me like it was mm. you I saw you he's telling on you and the kids just start crying and nothing worse when you're in school and getting blamed for something serious oh, that you didn't do oh it's terrible isn't it I didn't do it and they're like don't be crying now we know you did it yeah and it was always that one haired one haired that uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the short haired teacher the short haired teacher who wouldn't take any crap and wouldn't believe anyone no it's you I don't care I don't care oh yeah that just hated you anyway just hated everyone yeah, anyway yeah. Wow, Keith, did you ever admit to it? Did you ever own up? Did you ever tell? Keith threw a banger out the window. It blew up in what what you say? It, it, it fell back into the art classroom and blew up. They were hiding behind a door and the teacher blamed someone else and the other person got suspended for two weeks. Wow. I really hope you've gone to confession. You should. I'd love to get you like the teacher on. You can finally confess live here on the air that you did it. I'm so sorry this happened. Oh my God. I do apologise. Did you ever blame it? Not anyone else? I wasn't really that type of kid, no. I usually just kind of... I wasn't very skilled at hiding things either. Like, yeah. I, if I threw a note or something, it was very yeah. obvious it, it was me because I'd start laughing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, w- the dumbest thing that I've ever done in school nearly blinded someone. Oh, you told me about yeah. this story. Me and one of the lads were sitting down in the back corner. I was two girls in front of us who were always just annoying and wrecking their heads. And then I had a big black marker whatever normal markers that you had yeah. and you're doing that thing where you tap them on the shoulder and then they turn around and then they put their face in the marker and then there's marker all over the face and you're like oh you did it yourself I didn't do it I just held it there <laughs> anyway it went into her eye she turned around and went straight into her eye um, and she fair play to her didn't rat me out she was like sir I just got something in my eye can I go down to oh, the oak oh that oak? was nice of her really nice because she could have got me suspended yeah. I was just there kind of going <gasps> oops oh no 
my flawless record is in jeopardy. <laughs> oh, she came in the next day and her eye was black. The ink oh, had gotten my. into her eye. Yeah. Oh my god! Did she oh. just go to hospital? Uh, she went. Didn't go to hospital. She went to that like eye doctor, the opticians, or whatever. And what did they do? Uh, they didn't really do anything. They just, just say it'll, it'll come out on its own. They just kind of like, washed it out. Weird. But she was holding her eye, and I went straight, and I was like, oh my ah. god. Oh, yeah. that would freak me out. I wonder if things were worse in mixed schools than they were in all girls or all boys schools. Uh, maybe. I think it would have been carnage if I went to a mixed school. Like I try, I begged my mom in fourth year if I could go to Mount Temple. Just because mm. there was boys and I was like, well, this is great fun. There's boys in Mount Temple? Is Mount Temple not a Mount Temple is school? a mixed school. Is it? Yeah. Was it once? No. Oh, I'm thinking Mount Anvil, am I? Is Mount Anvil all girls school? I think it's very posh. Mount Temple is where Bono went. Oh, right. Sure, it's not posh, no. Mount Anvil is. That's what I mean. Mount yeah, yeah. Anvil is very, very posh, isn't very it? Very posh school, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. What's the other posh one? Loretto. Loretto on the green. Loretto and the green. Yeah. Loretto Dorky. Is there a Loretto and Dorky? Yes, there is. Oh my God. And yeah. Fox Rock. Oh, there's Loretto and Fox Rock. Yeah. They would be the posh schools. They're the posh ones. What were the posh? The Institute. You just did your repeat leavings right there, didn't you? Really? Yeah. In town? And then obviously Belvedere and Black Rock. Belvedere, Black Rock, St. Michael's. St. Michael's, where is that now? Uh, is that another posh law that's school? That's near Mary, um, Sandy Mount. And then CU, what's the CUS? CUS. Where's oh, there's thing? loads of them. Real posh what's the, what's the boarding school, the boys one? Um, that's going to annoy me. The girls one, another one, Muckers. Oh, the posh school. Oh, yeah. No, it's a boys school. That's really posh. That's in Dublin? Boarding, yeah. I think it's, it's not Black oh, maybe Rock, it's isn't not, it? Maybe it's not Dublin. Clongos. Clongos. Is yeah, that Dublin? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think it is. I just know that's like the most expensive boys' school. In the country? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Any other dumb things you've done in school or college will yeah. take? Actually, do posh people, do they yeah. act up like that? Like in no, no, no. Posh people are fine, are perfectly behaved. Boarding school, they couldn't be locking teachers in rooms and... and I'd say so. Causing havoc. No, because I, they'd be shunned. Like their parents are paying huge money for them to stay. I there. know. I, yeah, it still happens. No, I the don't think it they're does. all doing cocaine at fourteen in those posh schools. I tell you now, well, they're doing it when they leave school, but <laughs> when they're in the place, I don't know. Um, a fella I know told a teacher he would love to ride her in front of no. everyone in the class. Oh wow! And he got expelled for it. We were in third year. <laughs> don't laugh. He was fifteen. Wow! Wow! I'm glad he was expelled. That is disgraceful behaviour. And when second year, some fella in third year set the school on fire. I was off for four months that time. And was off. The guy was off for four months that time. Please don't read my name. No, we won't. Of course we won't. <clears throat> wow. Okay. I'm trying to hear this. I was... I had a mate actually who hit a te- not hit a teacher he filled up a syringe in science class with water and was aiming for one of the lads in front of him and hit the plunger thing on the back of it too hard and it fired up and hit the teacher on the back while she was writing stuff on the board Oh no! but he didn't say anything and he oh, tried to blame it she was like I'm not going on to this class until the person admits who it did and all the lads were like we didn't do it waiting for their mate to kind of go oh sorry it was me and was everyone looking at him yeah and again, he would have been—he would have been a bit of a goody two-shoes, more so than me. Oh, you know, so he didn't want to. So that was a big deal. Oh, big deal! So he wasn't gonna—he wasn't going up to that. Well, I was in a class once, and um, God, my poor school at the time was in bits. But uh, she, she got annoyed. I had a friend who got annoyed, you know, very easily when she was told to do something in class. So she just threw the bin at the teacher. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I feel so bad for it. if you're a secondary school teacher, you must live through hell. Yeah. I know. Unless you get a nice school, 
I Although, just, do you know what? Sometimes I nice kind of think, one. like I was, I've said this many times on air, I was honestly a devil teenager. A you, devil. Were, you were a scumbag, yeah? I was an absolute and utter scumbag. You couldn't have got worse than me. I did everything you can imagine. You don't want your teenager to do. Mm. I did everything. Terrible in school, terrible outside of school, didn't come home. The whole lot. Did everything. Yeah. But are teenagers that bad now? Yeah. I feel like... Worse. In school, though. Are they throwing things there at teachers? There was a group of like 15, 16-year-olds who were stabbing each other on Samuel Beckett Bridge the other day. That didn't happen. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now, I was in school with a guy who brought a nail gun into school and threatened to use it. That was another issue. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, I just wonder. Like, are teachers better equipped for... Teachers teenagers. are gonna need like teachers are gonna need like army gear or like uh, stab vests. No, and but what I mean school. is that like a lot of the teachers when we were teenage teenagers were older. They might have been like I had loads of nuns teaching me. Mm, like, yeah. How can they relate to a fifteen-year-old? Like maybe the younger teachers are more in tune with. But I would say it would be harder to discipline them then because you want to be liked by the students. If you're only twenty-one going into school, you, you don't have there's not enough separation for you to be taken seriously. Mm. Like we see a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old teacher coming in, you're like, yeah, yeah whatever. True. Like I, I, so many times that we were out when we were in sixth year. Yeah. Because some of us were 18 and some of us maybe were 17. And you'd see a teacher on a night out. And I'd just be like, oh, hey, sir, sir, hey. It happened in Maynooth all the time. Oh, we're okay. Great crack. Mm. I, this is insane. I got caught with a bottle of vodka and I didn't even get suspended. It was for the weekend session of field. Oh Always God. drink responsibly, but my God. Dear God now. Lord. How did you get caught with a bottle of vodka in school and not get expelled? Well, in fairness, right, if you were 18, which a lot of people are in sixth year, you're legally allowed to drink anyway. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of like drinking on the job, isn't it? No, you, you wouldn't be drinking, a... though. But if you had the, the vodka in your bag, yeah, okay, they could For take it mom? off you. But if you said, oh, sorry, I'm actually going out after school, it's a Friday or whatever. Can they take it off you? You're, you're, you're of legal age, you're not drinking it. You haven't attempted to drink it in the class. You're using it because you're going straight out after school. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Cormac and Sergio here on Room 104. It's chatting about kind of the dumb things you did in school to get yourself, I mean, suspended or booted off campus. A few DCU students have been having COVID parties, playing with fire extinguishers and gotten themselves booted off campus for two years in some cases. 87 Hi, Laura. How are you? Hiya. Laura, I love this. Yeah. This is brave. <laughs> this is very brave of you. Yeah, now what happened? Well, I had saved up my lunch money to get me a bottle of vodka for the weekend and I had bought it that morning. And so I went into school and there was a lot of egg fights going on at the time so we were searching our bags yeah. and I wouldn't let them search my bags so they cornered me and then they took the bottle of vodka off me and they were like, oh, you need to... Uh, I said, oh, it's from me, ma'am. And the only call you need I'm at home and collect Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They don't want to tell me math, so I'll have to get my friend's auntie to collect it for me. I loved when you had that one friend's mom or auntie. <laughs> That just let you do anything and you knew you could rely yeah. on them for any of this kind of stuff. Were you 18 at the time? Clearly not. No, I was 17. And how did you, did you buy the vodka in your own school uniform? No, no, I got someone to go in. I was wondering, sorry, I was wondering, I was like, how lax were things back when you were yeah. sauntering in your school uniform and getting this? And you mentioned there that they had to search your bags because egg fights were a thing. Uh, egg what? fights were huge. Sorry, what? Yeah. Like every Friday, there's a boys' school across from air school. Like I went to an all girls' school, yeah. and every Friday we kind of got off at the same time. So everyone was kind of starting to bring an egg in, and we are having like the past two weeks. You're we like having fights, and obviously there's people complaining about it to the skills, and that's how they start searching the bags. See, so, so students were just you were bringing eggs in and just lashing them at each other on the way home. Yeah. Hilarious. I can relate to that. That happened to us as yeah. well. We used to get eggs <laughs> all the time. Someone. Yeah. Well known, used to egg me a lot uh, coming out of school. <laughs> but hang on, it sounds like you were given as good as you got, Laura. Yeah, you are. But I nearly got uh, blinded. Someone threw an egg at me and it hit the side of my eye. Oh, really? I swear to God, I nearly got hospital. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You deserved every bad thing that came to you in I did not deserve that. All right? This was from the boys' school. Karma. Yeah. Absolute yeah. karma. Yeah. Right, so did your mum ever find out, Laura? No, she didn't. Would she have gone through you if she did? Yes, she would have. So my mum was quite sound like that. So I'm not saying it's a good thing. But, but, but if your auntie came down, did the school not know it wasn't your mum? No, because I well, didn't only bring me that on parent-teacher meeting, so they wouldn't really ah. have a clue. Yeah. So. I don't know I when you fine. you left school, but you know back then you could forge signatures and stuff. That there was no texting your mum or your dad. Yeah, yeah. Simpler, yeah. simpler times. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, Laura, <laughs> thanks for a million for, for sharing that. Grand. And no, always drink responsibly. Never yeah. do that again. Don't be going to fields. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> write out a hundred lines. I will not sneak <laughs> bottles into school, nor will I egg the boys on the way home. Do you know what they're doing now, though, in school? By 200 times. What? Well, they're having their non-alcoholic vodka and their non-alcoholic beers and so on. Because that's the cool no, thing now, no, to be healthy. Not. No, they're not. They are, yeah. I'm going to have to. Like, they actually are. They're just losers. There you go, Laura. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> They're just not us. <laughs> Listen, we'll let you go. Thanks a million for popping on, all right? There this whole like zero percent alcohol. Are, are people under the age of eighteen allowed to drink non alcoholic beers? I assume so. So if you were to rock I'd say there's definitely been one or two students who've rocked into class with an old Heineken, Heineken zero. zero. <laughs> and you know, what's your problem, sir? So it's, it's not alcoholic. What's your what's your problem? Are you allowed to do that? I wonder if you can like drink it as if it's like a Fanta. Now, I know a lot of schools like you can only bring water in because they're like anything else, but mm. could you get away Gaff. with that? It'd be very funny though. Yeah. Maybe Sorry. it's highlighting drinking culture anyway. I don't know. 
They probably aren't. Uh, a couple of more messages we'll get back in in a second. Uh, still to come on the show, by the way, if you are dying to go to a festival or just have a normal night out, you want to go to a gig, you want to go to a concert, you want to go to a nightclub, when is that happening? Well, our government are idiots and we've no idea when that's actually going to happen. But over in Holland, the government has been working with event organisers to put on COVID-safe festivals. Last weekend, two 1,500 people events went ahead and there was no COVID spread. They've run nightclubs with a couple of with a thousand people, 1,200 people as well, inside putting in uh, procedures and protocols to make sure that everyone is safe so the nightlife industry can open back up so DJs can get back to work and so that you can get a pint in a pub and go back to a nightclub again. How do they do it? How safe is it? Could we do it here? We're going to chat with someone from an event organising company in Holland called Field Lab about what they did, how they did it and how we might be able to implement it here. We'll have music as well from Julie Belevitating on the way next year. It's F104. Your you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Hope you're well. Reminded tomorrow morning, Jim Jim and Nobby, uh, last chance this week to get your hands on a thousand euro cash Instagram. They play at a 10 past 8 every morning and keep an eye on the FM 104's Instagram for a heads up on the first question. Talking about uh, dumb things you've done to get yourself suspended from school. A lot of people send us in stories about how they got away with it as well, but... Um, Who's this to you? in from uh, Paul? I had two school journals. Genius idea. Great idea. Genius idea. One for my parents to sign and one for the bad notes home that I would then forge a signature on. My quote unquote mate ratted on me. <gasps> no. Scum bag. There's always that goody two shoe friend twos friend. But I don't know. I don't think just... your friend would rat you out. You know what I mean? Like you live and let live. Yeah. You want to do that? Mm. Two weeks suspension. Suspension. Suspension, two weeks suspension mm. for doing that. I got another week for getting a girl in my class that I didn't like to kick a medicine ball into me and PE. It was so heavy she kicked it and fell on her face. Someone once threw a medicine ball at me. <laughs> she said catch and I was, I was too slow to react and it hit me in the face and they're bloody sore. Uh, this one's funny in from Sam. I had a very similar story to Laura when I was doing the junior cert. We all legged it out of the CSP exam after 10 minutes to go day drinking in the local park and I had no credit so my mum was so worried she had to send out the guards to find me and bring me home. Scum. Never do that. That's illegal. That you should illegal. always drink responsibly. Yeah. For God's sake. CSP though, what a joke class. What a joke. I got in so much trouble for t- taking the piss out of that exam. I thought I was hilarious and I put in joke answers going <laughs> and I got in so much trouble. It was like name two types of courts in Ireland and I was like oh basketball court and tennis court. Did you actually? Yeah. And they were like it's just meant to be funny. And I, was like, yeah. I, was like, I was like I'm insulted by these questions being so stupid. I'm actually you're just treating me like an idiot. These are so dumb. Technically you're right though. Oh I was, there was so I can't remember what were the rest of them. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, speaking of Keith, messaged us in a little bit earlier on, right? And he lit a banger in class before, put it in some clay, threw it out a window, but unfortunately, it hit the window, came back in, and blew up in the art classroom. He hid behind the door and blamed someone else and got away with it. He got somebody else suspended and got away with it. He has since followed up saying, "Cormac, it was karma. He was a bully, so that's the reason why I said nothing." All right, fair enough. And that must be so hard because you. Or so one on Keatsand, easy to blame the you know the, the the troublemaker, the guy who's always causing havoc and chaos. Job done, but um, yeah, good work. And I was always late to school. Then one day I got stopped. I was about to tell you that was. I'm reading this text text message. I thought Paddy, you said I got stopped in the balls. No, I got stopped in the halls. Coming in late, but the principal explained to him that my new puppy followed me halfway to school and I had the choice to bring him into school and get permission to take him home or just. Uh, 
he let me go but the truth is I didn't even have a dog oh ah. that's genius I used to use the old um, whenever I wanted to go home early like my mum bless her had five children raised us all on her own and then went back and did nursing when we were all teenagers yeah which I knew she was out of the house for the most part so I used to say to my principal who was a male at the time that I had period pains and that happened maybe three or four times a month well, you just had an irregular cycle. Was he ever going to question? No. So I used to always get to go home and she didn't know about it. All he'd say was, just, uh, will you ring me when you get home? So I'd have to ring the school when I got home to let them know I was safe. And I had my hot water bottle and Panadol ready. <laughs> now, though, all of the, the roles and stuff, you can, can't you check in online? As in, like, if you have a kid in school now, you can log in to see that they're you in can. class. You can't get away with anything now. And what dystopian future have we created for our kids? They're literally in a, in a digital prison. They cannot leave. You can't fake it. You can't. No. You can't get someone to sign in. You know when your mate, someone would say like, oh, so long and someone would go, yeah, even when you weren't there. Yeah. Or will you sign in for me in assembly? Can't even do that now. Can't do that. Although I'm sure there's more inventive ways of, you know, making, you know, like, mitching and... Do you remember you, all you used to have to do when you were out sick was bring in a note from mm. your mom. Well, I never forged a note. Oh my God, I did it daily. Although in college, my sister was working in a hospital. And she lifted a load of headed paper from the hospital. So I used to Genius. I used to hand out hospital sick notes to the lads if they ever missed a... Did you really? Yeah, one of them missed an exam. I don't know why he missed it or missed an assignment. And this was a hospital for like hip replacements for grannies. <laughs> See, I'd be too scared to do that nowadays because I feel like they check up on it. Back then, they didn't care. They, yeah, what are they going to do? Ring the hospital and say, was this person in for a procedure and blah, yeah, blah, blah. true. But usually once you have the note on the headed paper job done uh, look anymore you can let us know 0876797104 still to come on the show we'll be chatting to a Dutch event organiser they've been running gigs all throughout the pandemic figuring out what's the safest way to do it how can you go to a gig and not spread COVID or get COVID how can you go have some beers enjoy the music the dream uh, that'll be on the way shortly anyway and hopefully we can get some ideas about how we can open up and go get a pint and have a bit of crack here's Dua Lipa now though this is levitating it's F104 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Julie Leaper levitating. It's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want a special prize coming up with them for Easter. So that'll be. Uh, is Easter next week? Next Easter week week is next Sunday. Next Sunday. Is it? Not this Sunday. Next Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Exciting times. More details on the way next week about uh, what we'll be giving away with them. But very good news. Uh, tomorrow night on the show as well, we'll be playing out our song for Luke. And last week it was Clondalkin, as you probably know. I'm coming down with Bernard Dunn. Yeah. Please don't tell me you're gonna do too much. Stop ruining it. Chip in my bag, that's clutch. Feeling it, feeling it, feeling it. Every Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday endless weekends on a rave, yeah. So that was last week that we've butchered Clondalk and Lucan is on the cards now for this week. So in the meantime, if there's anything you remember that we've left out of Lucan or any suggestions to put in for Lucan, 87 104 we're playing a Jedward song because they are the most famous people. So to honour them and to honour the good people of Lucan, we will be remixing a Jedward song into Lucan tomorrow night on the show. So um, that is on the way as well. So listen, um, any other school stories, you can get them into us. But on the way next... 
festivals. Wouldn't you absolutely love to be going to a festival? Saoirse has never been to one anyway. 2019 was meant to be your big year. That was meant to be my huge year. 2020 again was meant to be even bigger. I was going to go to the Chemical Brothers because they were going to play again in June. No. I think the last gig I was at was, might have been Dermot Kennedy or Mumford and Sons in Malahide Castle. The last festival I was at, I think, was Electric Picnic two or three years ago. I mean, the next time I'm going to get to go to a festival, I'm going to be 40 and then I'm going to be too old. Yeah, you won't be able to go, actually. You'll be like, woo, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they'll matter. be like, sorry, it's only for young people. Can you get out? They'll be like, see ya, bye. Thanks. You're actually not, not happening. So listen, it would be nothing better, and especially this weekend, Bank Holiday weekend, we're coming into next week as well. Mm. You know, you'd be out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night. Sunday. <laughs> what? What? So it doesn't look like it's happening. And if you work in the night, you know, the nightlife industry, the night trade, in bars, clubs, you're a DJ or a musician, you know, the government has just left you literally out to try. Over in Holland, though, they've been working with event organisers and asking the question, how can we run a festival or a large-scale gig safely, as safe as possible, ensuring that there's no COVID spread so that people can get back to work, so that the thousands and thousands of people who work in that industry can get back to work and so that the huge amount of revenue that's generated can be continued to be generated as well. We haven't done that here. We've just shut down everything and said, nope, bye pubs, see you nightclubs, scum. They're doing it in Holland. They had two festivals last weekend, both with 1,500 people at them. They did it safely, they did it securely and they're looking to roll them out a little bit more. This weekend as well, they're going to be allowing 5,000 fans into a stadium in Holland for one of the matches this weekend. So I mean, they know what they're doing. Fingers crossed we can get a little bit of advice on uh, how to do it effectively and safely. But we'll be chatting to one of the organisers from uh, Field Lab who's been running that for the Dutch government over there. Next year in F104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Cormac and here at Room 104. When is the last time you have been to a festival or a nightclub or a gig? Now for Saoirse, that's 47 years. 48. It's not 47 years. I'm only 32, but I've never been to a festival and 2019 was going to be my first festival that I was going to go to and couldn't go. 2020 was definitely going to be it. And then the coronavirus happened and that's the end of that. Yeah, that was been the end of that. Now, we've all seen the footage coming over from New Zealand who are a tiny little island far, far away in the middle of nowhere. They're starting to get back to normal. But in Holland, over in the Netherlands, they've had a couple of festivals in and kind of experiments to see, is it possible to get the nightlife and the night scene back up and running? And uh, joining us on the line now from one of the organisers who ran this experiment, did a little bit of research to see what impact COVID was going to have on a festival. Are we able to tar- start taking steps towards some return of nightlife and festivals and gigs from uh, Field Lab, a company that did these gigs. We're delighted to welcome the sh- welcome onto the show, Tim Borsman. Tim, how are you, sir? Uh, very good. Thanks for having me. Tim, thanks a million for coming on. So obviously a festival for us is a thing of the past. It's very hard to imagine that it's ever going to happen again. But there is kind of hope out there, isn't there? Oh, yes, for sure. But um, I think we are kind of the same situation in the Netherlands. So we also had our last uh, festival in August, the end of August of 2019. But uh, yeah, we are uh, field lab events. And what we are doing is trying to find out in what way can we organize uh, festivals during a pandemic. So the last festival that you did was, again, trying to answer, you know, that main question and how COVID might impact 
Um, what was the festival? How many people were going and how did you get on? Well, I, I would like to tell you something more about Field Lab events. We, we've been working since March last year together with our, our government and we've been uh, organizing eight events already uh, and two festivals were the last weekend and the two festivals were with uh, 1,500 people on Saturday and also on the Sunday. Um, and we had a techno festival on Saturday and we had some uh, pop bands on uh, Sunday. And what was the difference then between the gigs beforehand and the ones during the pandemic? Well, I think uh, normally there are three meet- uh, three people on a square meter. Uh, there is no social distancing at a uh, festival. There are no people wearing mouth masks. Um, and now we are trying to get, we, we are working with um, you know, some kind of measurements. Uh, we're asking people, well, try to get, uh, or try to uh, wear a mouth mask but they not because they if they're getting some drinks then well at first they were they get do their uh, mouth mask back but on this certain time nobody's wearing the mouth mask anymore um and what we are trying to do is how do people behave and in what way can we uh, organize secure events so when people were going to this uh, these festivals that you had recently last week um did you you know were you getting your temperature tested did you have to have a negative covid kind of test result before you could enter was there kind of restrictions like that we had a we, we were asking the people to uh, have a covid test of pcr 48 hours before the event um, and only people with a negative test result were allowed to come in and when the people were at the entrance. We also did uh, the temperature measurement and we also asked them, um, uh, well, do you have anything related to COVID in the last few days or a family with COVID? Uh, when one of those questions was answered with yes, we asked them not to come. So it was a really a secure area because everybody who got in was negative tested and also didn't have COVID. And was there a follow-up done then after the festival to check and see how everybody was? Did any anyone end up with COVID or is that to come? Uh, well, for instance, today I did my second test. We do uh, five days after the event, we do a second test. But it's really uh, important to stress we're not a medical uh, research, but we do a behavioral research. So we're uh, asking people um well, to, to what I said before, wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Uh, and at the festival, we had 1,500 people. They were allowed to mix. But we also did two in, indoor events. And then we had bubbles. We worked with bubbles. We had uh, one with 250 people uh, where three people were on one square meter. We also had a bubble where people uh, were allowed to uh, could take measurements to, to, to be uh, at a social distance. But what we saw, uh, people are really getting back to normal in a real fast way because uh, everybody, well, I think it's in their mind in the way they, they did up until last year, uh, they know, well, when we go to a festival, we are having a party and we were mm. a party together. Um, and they didn't really, they, uh, they lost <laughs> the social distance with real fast time. And also nobody was wearing a mouth mask anymore. But what we would like to know, of, what we don't do is the medical research, but what we know, for instance, like the indoor dance event, we had also uh, 
1,300 people over there. Uh, and we, there was nobody infected afterwards. So that was also really good. It's not our main goal of our uh, research, but it's really good to know that nobody got infected. That is, yeah, that's great news. So how, in your view now from the work you've done, uh, how can live events get back on the road? during a pandemic? What are the things? It's obviously negative tests beforehand and what other kind of advice have you discovered now is best practice? Well, um, it's also what I said, uh, like what we did in um, at the indoor event when we are working with bubbles, uh, then you also get uh, concentrations of people. Uh, if somebody in one bubble is infected, he or she doesn't infect all the other bubbles. So if you are working with that, so um, like what, what I said, we had the indoor event with 1,300 people. Uh, if there's one, in one bubble of 250, there might be one got infected. When you talk about the indoor dance event, is it then like four separate, are they physically separated into bubbles then in the venue? Yeah, physically in the venue, but also at the entrance. People are asked to get in at uh, certain times. We work with time slots. So um Nobody is getting uh, those 1,300 aren't at the same time at uh, the entrance. And how did you find the like behavior of people? Were they anxious? Were they happy? Did people kind of slot back into the festival lifestyle or were they ner- like, did you find people were nervous? No, they were really happy. Uh, I didn't see before so many people smiling um, and so many people drinking a lot. Um, it, it was really amazing, uh, the, the joy everybody had. And for instance, we had 5,600 tickets to sell for those two indoor events and those two um, festivals. And we had more than 100,000 people who asked for those uh, tickets. And for instance, this weekend, this Saturday, we will do a soccer game with uh, 5,000 people in the stadium of uh, Amsterdam. Uh, those tickets were sold out in one hour and a half. Everybody is... Uh, and I think it's the same in Ireland. Everybody wants to go back and everybody wants to play live and wants to, to go to the soccer game or a rugby or a festival. Uh, the, the, yeah, 100, 100 million percent. Everyone is, everyone's getting to the, is past the end of their tether here in, in Dublin and Ireland at the moment. Anyway, for the match that you're organising this weekend with the fans, how are they all going to be spread out across the stadium or how is that going to be organised? Uh, there will be nine bubbles um, and we also have uh, different researchers. Uh, we, we work with a lot of uh, scientific partners um, and in one part of the stadium we also have uh, uh, the, we look at the air quality um, and we also have uh, with what I said before the movement sensors we would like to know how many contacts the people have because they say it takes about 15 minutes to get infected with COVID. Uh, what we would like to know at this moment, there are general uh, measurements. If we have, for instance, a stadium with 50,000 people and we have one people, one man or woman uh, infected, then the government thinks that person will infect the whole stadium. What we would like to know is how many contacts do those people have? Um, because if you take those measurements with uh, bubbles, then it would, would be really good to uh, to fill the stadium up until, for instance, 80%. Uh, we have the European Championships um, in 2020, it's still called 2020, but uh, UEFA would like to know how many people can we get in that stadium. So this Saturday, we will also work with nine different bubbles. And we also work with 
one part will have 50%, one part will have 75%, and one part will have uh, 100%. This is the best news ever. Because like you're trialing it out for the rest of the world, technically. Uh, yeah, but there have been some uh, research in Barcelona and uh, in Leipzig, um, but we are doing uh, eight or nine in only five weeks. And we have uh, we did it in a theater at a business congress at a theater show. We did it at two uh, football games, and there will be the third one uh, with a larger crowd. We did uh, two indoor concerts, and we did two festivals. And uh, all those data we're gathering right now, and then we work together with uh, the government, and hopefully they will decide we can reopen even during a pandemic. You, you know, for the festival of 1,500 people that you had last weekend, were people advised to come at different time slots as well, similar to the indoor gig, or was that everyone just kind of showing up at the same time, or did you kind of space out the entrances? We used uh, the, the festival started at 1 1 p.m. and the first group entered at 11:30 uh, a.m. and the second group at 12 and the third group at 12:30. So, uh, but once they were at the venue, they were allowed to mix. What do you think then? What is the biggest risk that you have seen with doing these events? And like, have you come up with a you know a workable solution? I mean, it sounds that like you you have, and it sounds like great news. But in, in your eyes, what was the biggest risk to all these to all these events? Difficult question because we're still gathering the data, and so it's it's difficult to say what's the biggest risk. And where are you going from here? What's next? Well, what I said, we are gathering the data, and then we're working together with uh, it's the outbreak management team. It's uh, I don't know if you have that in Ireland as well, but it's uh, a group of people who are really uh, specialized in pandemic, and they're the advisors to the uh, government. Uh, we are gathering the data, they, then we send it to the outbreak management team and then uh, they will um, work with it and uh, advise the government and also probably adjust our roadmap in what way we can get rid of all those measurements we have. Because at this moment, um, if we have a, a real low uh, number of people getting infected, we're allowed to get uh, an event with 100 people. But what we would like to know if we can bring back related to the capacity instead of uh, an absolute number. Because, mm. for instance, we have uh, the Sigur Dome. It's, we can have 70,000 people in there. Or we have the Avas Live and there we can have uh, 7,000 people. But both venues are allowed to bring back 100 people uh, if, we, if the number of infections is really low. So what we would like to know why can we work? Why can't we work with uh, the number uh, like a percentage? So bring back seventy percent of the people. If you relate that to the Avas Life with six thousand people, they can have four thousand two hundred. If you relate it to the Sigodome, they can have about uh, thirteen thousand people. So that's what we would like to know. Well, I mean, you even have a roadmap. We don't have a roadmap at all. We have a, a half-trained monkey at the wheel of our government at the moment who has absolutely no idea what they're doing. But um, just overall, this sounds like, you know, it's kind of, I'm envious to hear that the government is working with the nightlife industry and the festival industry over there in developing roadmaps and getting science and guys like yourselves involved to figure out what are the actual risks instead of just keeping us shut down forever. But just over the events that you've run over the last while, has there been any positive cases associated with the event? So have people who've been affected gotten in and then what did you do to mitigate that risk? 
Uh, well, we uh, up until now we had uh, the numbers of six events. Not uh, we do not know yet from the last two festivals, but we have five possible uh, positive uh, if, uh, people after the events out of uh, fifty-two hundred. So that's really low. It's uh, far below one percent. But our main goal is to bring back the events industry back to the old normal. And uh, we're not, um, like I said, we're not a medical research. Yeah. But it's really, it's really good to have only five out of fifty to two hundred. Uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. It doesn't sound like that could have just been. You know, probably lower than the normal risk of everyday life day to day. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it doesn't sound overly big. You didn't have a massive outbreak, but it, it is really encouraging to hear. Yeah, I think that number you will also uh, have uh, at a supermarket. And especially while we're taking all those measurements, I think we are creating a really safe area. So if our Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, is listening... Uh, will you please engage with the nightlife industry? They're proving it over in New Zealand. They're proving it here, or closer to home as well, over in Holland and the Netherlands. There's been indoor dance events taking place safely and securely. There has been festivals taking place with 1,500 people. Um, and, you know, the nightlife industry, the pubs um, and everywhere here has been absolutely decimated and people, I think, have been hit hardest there. And I know it's, it's not the most important thing in the world, but it's been the hardest hit. But Tim uh, from Field Lab, very best of luck with the match this this weekend very best of luck on everything that you're kind of doing to try and get the nightlife industry and back to live and back to life and back to normality sooner rather than later but it's been a pleasure and thanks a million for popping you're listening to the room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.